John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. And it is me again, Ed, John Kiltica. It's the High Game Podcast. High Game Podcast, as always. We talk about guitars. Guitars. Amps. Guitars and... Various guitar-related activities and products. Sure, that's better, because really it's just guitars. Yeah. Where are we recording from? Beautiful West Seattle, Washington, USA, planet Earth. I love it when we get to this time of year. Yes. It's sunny out, I can walk up here. It's really good. Beautiful West Seattle. Best kept secret, Seattle summers. The only bummer is the other nine months. That's what you have to put up with. Yeah. I think that snowbird lifestyle could be in my future. The sun part is good. Beverages. <laughs> Beverages in. We went right into that one. Minimalist. It was good. A little bluesy. You were yeah. kind of bluesy, John. Stack in the dirt. Sure. The 1981 DRV overdrive pedal. Yep. Heading into the Chase Bliss preamp Mark II. From our friends Benson and Chase Bliss. I'm wearing a Benson shirt today. Benson Amps, handmade in Portland, Oregon. That's really it nice. Says. Yeah. I'm wearing a High Gain Podcast t-shirt. That's pretty good. Black coffee in a crow mug, John. You love it. I love it. And one of the blue ones, the Athletic Brewing Run Wild IPA. That's a solid beverage choice. Yeah, thanks. What do you got? Again, mm-hmm. I'm keeping my hydros in check. Hydro power. <laughs> yeah. I got a zero Gatorade. At the point this comes out, who knows what the hell, right? 
we're talking about clear, sunny skies. This will come out and it'll be <laughs> torrential knows? downpour. But I do not understand what's going on in Russia. There's a guy who has a private army. That's right. Way back in the olden days, yeah, there was a guy named Prigozhin. Okay. He had some hot dog stands that he parlayed into a restaurant. Okay. And then parlayed that into more restaurants. Entrepreneur kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. And back in those days, one of his best customers mm -hmm. was Putin. Putin was like, I love this guy and I love his restaurants. Prigozhin became very wealthy. They were right. buddies. This is why they call him Putin's chef. Oh. So then Putin is like, hey, we need dudes to go scramble up some stuff, but maybe I don't want the Russian army's name on it. Go do really bad stuff. Apparently this guy, Prigozhin, is very, very smart, very, okay. very dangerous, and kind of nuts, but is outperforming all the regular Russian army troops. So Putin kind of needs him. Sure. That got him in the head of, Putin needs me. I can start demanding shit. So he's like, hey, the two guys at the head of the Russian army, I want them gone. Yep. Maybe I'll just march my mercenary army into Moscow and get that done. So it is said now that Putin had the president of Belarus, his buddy, mm -hmm. broker a deal for Prigozhin to back down. Okay. And now supposedly Prigozhin will go into exile. Oh, really? In Belarus. Nobody knows if he has. Was he going after Putin? Not exactly. I don't know if anybody even knows. Yeah. Huh. Oh, you've got a guitar, John. I know what this is because I can read. I can sort of read the words Vox. Yes. Sort of. And the word tornado. Yes. Funny headstock. Yeah, it's a curvy looking headstock that's meant to mimic a tornado. That's great. It thins down where it meets the neck. And yeah. It flares out yeah, and it, the higher in the sky yeah, it is. Yeah, like that's great. Yeah. Funny. This is a 1967 Vox Tornado, Ed. It's your birthday year, John. It's my birthday year. What does that make you? Are you like a rat? I think 68's a monkey. I'm a monkey, John. What are you? I don't know. 1967. What is that? Year of the comfortable shoe? Year of the orthopedic insert? No. No. You're the goat. Goat. Greatest of all time. That's right. The goat. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> Great sense of fashion. No. I'm a monkey. Loves to keep an eye on everything that is going on around him. Fucking monkeys. Yeah. Well, Ed, we know about Vox because we know about amplifiers. Sure. The AC-30. AC-15. We also know about those solid body Voxes like the teardrop thing. Don't love them. Vox is very, very hit and miss with me. At least on the guitar side. When they first started making guitars in the UK, this is 60s, they were making only solid body guitars. Like them or not, they did kind of take off. The teardrop was a favorite of Brian Jones. Sure and various other groups enjoyed them. So with that popularity, they couldn't keep up with the demand. Mm -hmm. So Vox went through a series of outsourcing exercises. This is in the late 60s? Early 60s. Early 60s. Yeah. As early as the early 60s, they were outsourcing. Specific kinds of things. Okay. So what happened? 
1958, the Gibson ES-335 comes out. Mm-hmm. And then into the 60s, along with all those teardrop solid bodies and stuff, people are going nutty for the hollow bodies and the semi-hollow bodies because the 335s were so popular. Yeah. Vox was like, we should do that too, but we don't know how to do that. So Vox continued to make solid body guitars, but they outsourced the hollow body stuff to Italy. Oh, great. Yeah. Hey, Italian dudes, can you make us some cool looking hollow body stuff along the lines of the ES-335? If you're not too busy cranking out accordions. That's right. That's me pulling stuff out of the brain pan from forever ago. Like a piece of gum off the floor. There's some lint on it. Yep. It's been rolling around in the dust, but it's there. I remember. <laughs> There's accordions from some city in Italy. The best accordions in the world. You got your hypothalamus, you got your prefrontal cortex, and you have Peterson's accordion region. I don't know where that is, but... <laughs> Sure. So they outsource to Crucianelli. Mm. And they start making guitars like that. The first two they made were the Lynx and the Challenger. Great names, both. Yeah. Lynx is maybe not a great name. Challenger is a fantastic name. It's better than like runner up. <laughs> sure. New for 2023. They also ran. Yeah. Crucianelli was like, man, this is going great. Everybody wants these. Let's increase production and put other names on them. So you could get a Lynx or a Challenger with a Crucianelli name on it, and it's going to be identical to the Vox. Oh, funny. Yeah. Why not, right? Yeah. It's the 60s. But demand increased even more, Ed. Crucianelli couldn't do it. They can't keep up. Even at that level, they couldn't keep up. It looks like Crucianelli made acoustics, acoustic electrics, and solid bodies. Right. They made some cool shit. Yeah, you take that accordion know-how. Right. You want some bling? Yeah, yeah. You throw like 19 switches on an electric guitar, throw like four pickups in it. Hell yeah. Perfect. With the increased demand, Vox again outsourced. They stayed in Italy. Sure. This time they went to Echo. Yep. Under Echo, they put out models you might have heard of, such as the Bobcat. Mm-hmm. The Super Lynx. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a good one. The New Orleans. Ooh. Wildcat. And, of course, the Tornado I hold in my hand. Oh, okay. So this is an Echo. Right. And I think they did the same thing that Crucianelli did. You could get guitars that had the Echo name on them. But this one is Vox. So what are we looking at here, Ed? You got a straight up single coil, six pole bangers. Volume tone. Yep. Tornado headstock. Binding top and bottom. Binding on the neck. Binding on the neck. Zero fret. Yep. You want to see a cool detail? I do. We're talking tornado. Yeah. Do you know that icon that they use on the news whenever there's a tornado, like that weather icon on the weather maps? It's like a swirly looking kind of thing. Yeah, sure. I'm sure I would know it when you show. Look at the profile of these tuning machines. Oh, man, that's rad. The swirly tornado hurricane looking. For sure. Isn't that great? Yeah. So let's see. Let me turn some of this stuff off here so we can. uh... So with the volume and the tone. Mm-hmm. That's going to be how you get your different sounds since there is only one pickup. So if I go all the way necky, that is to say I turn the tone down. 
Should I turn that off too? Turn it off, yeah. No pedals. It's a straight sound of success right there. Yeah. I'm looking at my meters right now as I do this, and I see that this must not be the strongest pickup in the universe. <laughs> it's barely making a blip. I'll fix that in post, ladies and gentlemen. If I turn that tone all the way up. Should I put a little something back on there? The truss rod is exposed down there right by the pickup. Easier to adjust. Yep. This is the way it's supposed to sound. Right here. I have multiple effects pedals on, and that is not for nothing. Yeah. Later on in the game, Vox would pioneer the inclusion of effects into the guitar itself. Into one of these? Not the tornado. Okay. <laughs> Floating bridge. Floating bridge. Yes, it's not pinned down. What's it say on the sticker on the inside? It says that this one came from Turner Music Shop. Oh. It's in the North Valley Plaza in Chico, California. Oh, great. Is that great? I bet Chico's a cool place. Yeah. 21 frets, 25 and a quarter scale. Nothing really unusual there. The neck is bolt-on, not set. Yep. The body is arched, and it's three inches deep. Substantial. Yeah. There's a wooden block attached to the bottom side of the top that does not go all the way through to the back. Oh, it doesn't connect. I see. So I don't know what huh. that makes this. Still semi-hollow, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. This color is transparent red. It looks cherry. It's darkened considerably. Doesn't look brand new. No. For 1967, it's in good shape, though. Yeah. 1967? You're the goat, JFK. Goat. Yep. EME Vox, a joint venture, Vox and Echo. Let's get together and work with a distributor to import into other places. After that deal went down, mm -hmm. if you wanted a Vox and you were in the States, you were getting it via the Thomas Organ Company. That feels like there's a few things working against our guy, Jimmy Vox. One, the inability to locally ramp up production on these guitars. And then going through an organ company to sell your guitars seems not great. Oh, hey, Jimmy Vox. There's a market out there that's worth money. You've just given a chunk of that money to the Italians. Now you're going to give another chunk to the Thomas Organ Company to import mm -hmm. the stuff. Exactly how much is going to be left for you? Yeah. The teardrop guitars and a bunch of the initial electrics, they yeah. were built in the UK. Yes. And I imagine that those are probably more valuable. I would say so. That's just my guess too. We're all about the informed guesswork over here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So under this venture with EME, the production is still in Italy. Okay. And now they've got a whole new slew of cool names. The Apollo. Oh, great. The Aristocrat. It's <laughs> a good one. The Boss Man. Ooh, that's terrible. The Cheetah. 
Maybe it's like they're sitting around a table and there's one guy that's like, hey, man, outer space is cool. We need right. like the Apollo and all that. Yep. No, no, no. Animals, man. Cheetah. That's where it's at. It is funny because why does the Mustang work and the Pinto doesn't? You know, uh-huh. like Lynx and Cheetah don't have the same thing as Jaguar. Maybe it's the visual image. You know, like a Pinto is just a slower, shitty horse. Like big cats. They're all flavors of a big cat, but some of those flavors work and some do not. And that's probably hard to Uh guess at the time. Yeah. Panther is a cool name. Cheetah, maybe not as cool. The aristocrat and the boss man seem like those go together. The cheetah and the lynx go together. The Apollo, did they have other, like, kind of Mercury or... Yeah, the Saturn. Yeah, the see? The Star Stream. Yeah, so they kind of had themes. Yeah. Animal, capitalism, and space. <laughs> right? The line worker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, during this period... Yeah. 1967, with the cheetahs and the lynxes and all of that, mm-hmm. if you wanted one of these, Ed... Yeah. One of these tornadoes... Go to the organ shop. They'll hook you up. You're looking to go to the organ shop. To buy an organ, and there's a tornado hanging on the wall. In any event, you want this semi-hollow tornado made by the Vox Boys over there in Italy. 1967 U.S. dollars. What are you going to pay? Man, was this considered an import and cheaper to compete with the Japanese imports that are flooding into the market? Right. I don't know. 260 bucks. (laughs) It was 120 bucks. Uh, yeah. So what is that? It's 1200 bucks uh-huh. in today dollars. They're not competing with Gibson at that price point. I guess not. But the thing that's really nice to hear, in my mind, is just the sound of it and the playability. I'm terrible at that game. How are people at home at that game? Let us know. Have the people out there listening gotten better at this game and they're all like, Ed, Screwing up again. I think you get it as many times as not. Yeah. I am impressed. We've done a few Vox guitars Mm -hmm. from this era, and some of them were pretty bad. This one actually plays well, Mm -hmm. and it sounds great. A Lollertron in this would look sick. I'll bet it would. And you're not going to mind cutting a bigger hole in this, because who cares? Exactly. That's kind of the thing with this guitar. Generally, when I think about having to modify something, I'm kind of hard pass. With this one, I kind of think I would want to do that. Eventually, Thomas Organ got out of the picture. Oh, no. JMI got bought, Jimmy Vox. Mm. And now Vox are owned by Korg. Korg USA. The subsidiaries are Vox and ARP. Nice. Good work, guys. You gotta try it, try and decide, is it hello or goodbye, goodbye or goodbye. It was made in the 60s, Dad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In Italy. Italy's cool. Italy in the 60s? Very cool. You're riding your scooter around. Exactly. With a Vox guitar in one hand. Maybe a lovely espresso drink in the other. And a cigarette. Up and down the narrow streets. Love it. What's not to love? Yeah. The Vox 
tornado mm -hmm. by or deny i'm curveballing this guitar curveballing this guitar <laughs> yeah so here's the thing it's a buy i'm not gonna buy it the hypothetical buy yeah it's a fun guitar if i bought this i would 100 percent swap out that pickup that pickup just kind of sucks that's my hot take on that pickup <laughs> thank you well thank you hot again take. super yeah. hot yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna <laughs> let that run okay <laughs> thank you yeah uh yeah i think it's cool the little things on it i like a lot i have noticed the whole time we've been doing this a couple of things mm -hmm. the intonation is great everything was in tune yep you did not tune it once yeah and these are just like cheap strip tuners yeah on the back of it but it completely holds tune and is intonated yep it's a buy for me too yeah I agree with you as a caveat. Put a different pickup in there and knock yourself out. But the bones, as they say, it's got Ooh. good bones. I think so. Tornado is a cool name and it's got a cool headstock. And cool tuning buttons. Tuning buttons are rad. You know, I go a little deny heavy at times, I think. This one, I feel like it's just cool. You're coming from a place of love right out of the Peterson accordion region. There's so much Italian history baked into my brain. Yeah. Peterson, great, noble Italian family name. <laughs> exactly. We have more to take pictures of. We'll take a picture of that pickup you want to swap out. Yeah. We'll take a picture of these tuning buttons and headstock that look like a tornado. Okay. It's great, man. Where are you going to put those? We're going to put them up on Instagram, mm. patreon.com slash the high gain. Yeah. You know, before we go, John. Yes. Speaking of that. Yes. Our man, Dimitri. Over oh. there on Patreon, remember we talked about he was like torn on which of those tellies to get. Yes, apparently he has come to a conclusion. He bought a Japanese vintage custom 60s. That's Perfect. great. Also known in the biz as a JV. Cool guitars. Next thing to think about is amp. Oh. Oh, man. I don't know. Amp style is tough. I think a lot of that probably depends on genre. Is this a bedroom thing or is this... I'm going to play with a band. Wow. There's a lot there. You know what you can't go wrong with? What? Vox. Honestly, I'm like such a huge fan of Vox amps. AC10, <laughs> AC15. What? I was just thinking like Dimitri in the UK. Right. Might live in some small flat in the middle of a city somewhere or in the suburbs. Who knows? AC30. And Ed's going to tell him to bring home an AC30. Uh, maybe not an AC30. Here's what you need. Yeah, yeah. A stack, a Marshall yeah. stack. Exactly. It is very dependent. But I would say <laughs> AC15 is an amazing pedal platform. They sound great. Yep. Oh, here's a tip. Yeah. The orange amps are still made in the UK? Some of them, right? Some of them? Yeah. The orange Rocker 15 yep. has graduated wattage. It's all tube. Yep. It's a 15 watt, and you can cut it down to seven, but it has a hidden switch underneath it called the bedroom headroom switch. <sighs> With that, you can get down to as little as half a watt. Which is awesome. It has a clean side and a dirty side, so you pick. All of my wattage has tended down from my AC30 days. I do not need 30 watts. I think 15 might be the most I have anymore. That's the most I've got. And I actually have more 5-watt amps than anything else. But with 5 watts, you do get less headroom. Yep. I don't know. 
amps. There's a ton. And if anybody out there has any tips for Dimitri mm-hmm. on his amp quest, yeah, let us know. Sure. We've given you a lot to chew on. Yeah. Don't get so busy chewing that you forget that we are dedicated members of the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. Please don't. Joe and the team over there. Yeah. Doing a fantastic job. As usual. Yep. I wonder if they're Italian. Probably. Yeah. Right? You can't do what they're doing and not be Italian. Sure. Great job, John. You too. So let's do it next week. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.